Welcome, bienvenue to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is a show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rentz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we're developing to help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. So we had these. Uh, we had what was described as an epic storm a couple of weeks, uh, less this past week. Um, yeah. And it, it was frankly, I'm I'm embarrassed for anyone who described it as an epic storm. Like there was a little tiny bit of thunder, <laughs> and the UK news weather services are like storm of the century, guys. <laughs> really? No, I mean not um, not really, not storm of the century, but like. You know, this is epic once a year level thunderstorm. Like this is a once a week thunderstorm in the U.S. <laughs> this is yeah, this is a once a week on the shoulder season in the Midwest. Yeah, thunderstorm, and it's not even that that bad. It does, it does tell me why our colleague just doesn't understand thunderstorms being bred up <laughs> up there in your neck of the woods. Sure, just like hates thunderstorms um yeah i know i mean probably after years of living in new england it's even um pales in comparison to those but geez midwestern thunderstorm there's nothing like there's nothing like a big cold front coming through no resistance (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) on the great plains just rolling through. Yeah. No land features, no water. <laughs> it's just like, okay, it's going to just gain traction the whole time. But yeah, here it's like, you know, one thing happens. I mean, I think part of it is that, <laughs> is that the, just the infrastructure is just only set up for a drizzle. Like, well, that, that is the, yeah, that, that is the case of like, yeah, they're what the streets were probably full of water yeah i mean right, you, you can handle that. you can handle like constant low levels of water <laughs> like mm-hmm. i feel like i feel like they you know they sized their pipes for like okay we just need this much pipe because it'll just always flow like this that's the average and then they never thought like there might be more than that right it's yeah it's um <laughs> it's planning around the median rather than planning <laughs> around the maximum that's right so i have a little quick note in here because it just it was sort of I wasn't surprising what is the word that I'm looking for it was just stark Um, turned on the old MLB um, MLB app and then take a look at the scores see if I could just you know catch a couple innings somewhere and then there's um, Pittsburgh versus Cincinnati postponed for COVID-19. So which I actually I'm not familiar with this yet. I hadn't, hadn't this was yesterday. I had looked at this yet. Yeah, yesterday. So which team is it? Pittsburgh versus Cincinnati. It's Cincinnati. Okay. So Cincinnati just still hasn't shook it because they've been having I mean, they've had like low level. They had um they had Matt Davidson was one of the earlier like early in the season problems. 
Right, but it wasn't. It's not. They're never going to cancel a game for one person. Right. Exactly. It's the. I guess the rate of expansion slash the percentage of the team. These cancellations are so wild. I mean, like, I want to, you know, I, we have to, we have to confront the reality that like COVID nineteen is really serious. But then I also want to think about the fantasy impact on this, and it's like, it's so wild for fantasy, in the way that you have to game the system. Because I was looking at the schedule this week, and the the Cardinals and the Cubs are playing five games in three days. I did, I had this idea at like ten o'clock at night, which is like way past me having like any brains left, <laughs> and being like, "Why don't I just pick up a bunch of Cardinals and Cubs this exactly. week? Because gonna they're going to have so many games." Wasn't able to implement it. <laughs> I mean. It's it's not quite it's not quite five full games because of the rules how they play seven innings in the double headers. Oh, I hadn't even known that rule. Yeah, so so they they're only playing they're playing four full games, essentially in three days. Yeah, so on these double header days they play seven innings in the games. Will the Cubs and Cardinals have more than? 170% of the runs scored of the mean team this week. Hmm. Or do we have to put it up to 200? No, no, no. I think 170 is good because they're playing they're playing two extra games. But I mean, yeah. No, I I think that's a good one. I think I think it's going to be under because yeah, I think it's going to be under 170%. Okay, I'll take over. And what I'm saying is that the average between the two of them yeah. will be 170% of the mean of runs scored by the rest of the teams in the league. Yeah. Now the question is, do we remove, should I say median? I think we should, so say, we're not going to think we should say median. And then the average of the two is, of course, mean. Yeah. Well, mean and median of two just reduces to the same thing. One hundred seventy percent on the dot is a push. That's a push. Yeah, if that if that happens, I mean, I'll be blown away. All right, let's turn to some Statcast here and things that we actually did that we said we were going to do. Yeah. Um, which is sadly a more rare occurrence than it perhaps should be <laughs> in the course yes. of this podcast. Uh, so there is a real GitHub repository. And I didn't even make it private, so anyone could go and look at it right now. Wow. <laughs> and I, I did what I would call the best of both worlds compromise, which is everything is in script format, except there's also a notebook so that you can that we can basically have the display in the um, in the repository. That is. Uh... We'll see how long we're, we're able to keep those two separate. No, no, no. I think I think we can keep them separate for a really long time. I mean, I set up the architecture 
as best I could <laughs> in this. Um, in theory, you don't have to run some of the more expensive things more than once. Like the thing that the, the scraper that goes through and creates the dictionary of player names to player number translation because that's like the only thing that you really need to actually execute these queries is you have to know the number that means Jose Barrios or that means Zach Greinke. Mm -hmm. um, and so you so I built this iterative thing that will cycle through all the players and make and create that for you, which is really annoying. We don't have to run that. You don't have to run it. Yeah. And yeah. unless you want a year that I haven't studied yet, you shouldn't have to run it at all because I built in a, I saved all of those as, um, as a text file. Now we have all of this capability and I'm not exactly sure what to do with it. <laughs> I know. I know. What do we want to do with, I was thinking the same thing. What is it that we want to accomplish? Well, I think the question is right. I think, I actually think that this tool is really nice because we both have separate things that we want to accomplish. Like I'm going to share with you in a minute here the things that that I'm interested in immediately doing right now, um, and then I basically built I built a demo of the tool for how how you would pull spin rate or make a spin rate plot, but mm -hmm. I just didn't do that yet. I figure that could be you. <laughs> but the thing that I'm interested in is coming up with a summary plot or summary couple of plots to diagnose how a pitcher is doing immediately. Like I just want, I want a plot that I understand that when I look at it, I think, okay, this pitcher is doing fine. Or like this pitcher is hot or this pitcher is cold. And so I built the zeroth order version of that this week um, for myself. And I put one of these in. Um, and it's it's sort of based on plots that I've seen from Darren Willman, um, mm -hmm. but uh, who runs who runs Baseball Savant that we're pulling all the data from. Um, but I wanted something that that I can that that means something to me, <laughs> essentially, if that makes sense. And so I made this figure of Shane Bieber over time um, and the number for for each start that he's had this year, five starts, they've all been amazing. He's on my fantasy team, no big deal. I uh, wanted to look at the different pitch types and the velocities that, that he's achieving in these. And you find some really interesting things um, just immediately mm -hmm. right off the bat. Uh, one of the things that I was blown away after looking at a few of these, Shane Bieber has three speeds and that's not that common. Rather than having like two speeds, yeah, most pitchers have two speeds. They might even if they have a variety of pitches. So Shane Bieber has five pitches that are three different speeds, and that's actually pretty remarkable. Right, it's got yeah. Well, it means one of the pieces of that means it. I guess that that has two different vectors of why that can be possible. One is it is his top speed is in the upper 90s which is which opens up a lot of space underneath to have possible pitches and then then he's got an effective pitch in the mid 80s as well 
So that is yes, that is rare because usually pitchers don't have both of those things. Well, he's got two pit. He's got four pitches in the eighties. Right. Well, I'm saying I'm saying one pitch. You know, yeah. a, a pitcher needs to have at least one pitch. So this is the old Pedro. He had a changeup that was, you know, in the lower eighties that was right. just remarkable. But he also had an upper end in his prime. In the high 90s, which right. meant that, yeah, then you could have a pitch sitting at the low 90s, a pitch or two sitting at the low 90s that would that would be unique. Yeah, would you, you're not seeing, there's been a lot of focus lately on pitchers um, having one or two pitches and then changing the look mm. of those to make it to make it seem like they have more pitches. And this is a little bit more old school well, of having three specific speeds. Yeah. I, I mean, one of the things that I'm interested in, in following up on in a study is what the what the dispersion within a pitch means. Because his he's got this he's got this cut fastball that has that's been recorded anywhere between eighty six and ninety two miles an hour. <laughs> In yeah. the same outing, <laughs> I mean, like four pitches apart in the same outing. Like, what is what does that mean? And and I th- these are the types of things that I would like to study, and I just don't have an answer to that yet. My box and whiskers, bro. Well, <laughs> yes, yes, box and whiskers is is certainly a thing that we should explore, and I think it actually would in this in the case of this plot would encapsulate the information um, pretty well. But I think I'm laying out here what I'm hoping to see, which is like, okay, when Shane Bieber has a bad outing, he hasn't had one yet, but I assume he will. <laughs> when he has a bad outing, is this plot going to help me detect why the outing was bad? Um, or what plot do I need to make to detect that outing? Well, but and this is why you... Yes, this is why we need to, to have this a little bit summarized, because you've got... How do you how do you do this in a box box and whiskers X plot? Because you kind of what you want to have is like um I'm imagining each one of these in a in the graph. If you were to turn off the lines, mm-hmm. if you were then to increase this is all image wise. If you were to turn off the lines that you have in here. If you were to then increase the width of each point, and then if you were to turn on the transparency of each point to like ten percent, then able to see overlap, well, you'd end up you'd start to see it would be hard to model out, I guess, or or very easy. You start to see where the center of that distribution is. That's right. why I'm always thinking yes. of box and whisker, Ooh. even though it's not quite it's not quite what I'm looking for. But then you'd be able to see, and then when you had the next start you'd be able to graph it on top of that and then see is it above the kind of like the pictured center or not right but i don't know you've only got five starts here so it's like you kind of need to have like 20 starts do you have we could grab last year's the question is on all these pictures you kind of need to figure out if there's been a bifurcation point over the winter. Yes. Is there a bifurcation point where there's been something new? Yes. That's happened. 
and I I don't know how to I don't know how to do that yet. Yeah, <laughs> is the bottom line. But that's what I. These are the types of things that I want to work on. So, so this is this is figure zero. I think that's interesting. Well, what's kind of cool here is you get to see. Um, so you're saying pitch number by pitch type, right? Yes. He's got. So yep. as you see this, listeners, Mike has this. It's pitch number. Um, it's velocity as a function of pitch number. So then it's pitch number by pitch type. So he's got, that means that there can be, I guess, five different lines because he has five different pitches that he uses. Really, as you look at this, when you get out to pitch number 40 by pitch type, you're really just seeing he's got a four-seam fastball, right? Mm-hmm. Is FF. He's got a... Um, What's FC? Cut fastball. Cut fastball. Oh, I would think that would be CF, but okay. You're starting F as fastball. Yeah. I see. Fastball, cut. Um, and then he's got his... Knuckle curve. And then, then you switch back yep, to... Yeah, I know. Curve, knuckle. Nope, knuckle curve. Curve, knuckle. <laughs> knuckle curve. Great. Okay. His knuckle curve. He's got a couple of other pitches that are used definitely less. His slider, I guess, out of favor. He barely throws the changeup. I mean, he barely throws the changeup. Right. So it's very interesting to see that. Um, I mean, he hasn't had a start where he threw more than 10 changeups yet. Whereas, for by contrast, he's had a start where he threw 45 fastballs, four seamers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. There's any any other one? No. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so that's so it's very interesting to see that. And of course, as you get further out there, it's different games that he's he's leaned on each one of these pitches. It's not like when he's gotten to that thirty mark. One day he was knuckle curve <laughs> and four seam. And then there's another game where he really, really relied heavily on that cut fastball. I know. It's really it's really interesting. And and so I'm curious how much information like you picked up on the other thing that I was really interested in in this is, is that the pitch distribution. And when you drill down on this, like, okay, that's kind of why I like this as a summary plot, because there's so much information on it. Like, can we make something else? Can we understand something else from this now? Yeah. Well, yeah, do you want to, do we need to separate this so you can look at the um, health of each pitch? Does that matter? Because there might be conditions or, um, I don't even know what, there might, matchup-wise, there might be a reason why he's, he's focusing on cut fastballs yeah i mean these are all things that we need to figure need to figure out what other information we need to have in here and to be to some extent um shane bieber is one of the more interesting ones to put on there so i probably shouldn't have necessarily started with him i just dropped in um this is jose barrios who only has two speeds (laughs) but he's got four pitches but he's only got two speeds right because he can only he wow. throws his sinker and his four seamer at the same velocity, essentially. That is much tighter. That's interesting. Yeah, as we're looking at the pitch velocity as a function of pitch number, we see 
a couple of pitches. Yep, a lot of pitches down here at the, I mean, it's 80 to 87.5, really. Yeah. With a pretty tight grouping around that 82.5 to mm, 86 range. Yeah, but his, his curveball and his changeup come in at the same. I mean, it's interesting because you can see, in part, you can tell yourself a story about why Barrios is a successful pitcher as well. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty evenly fastball curve. I mean, if you if you have a pitch that's sitting at 94 with one that's sitting at 83, and they're as different as a forcing fastball on a curve, I mean... Yeah, exactly. Right. I think I think that's also an interesting story. But so anyway, I'm kind of I'm tinkering with these as summary plots. Um, you can you can make these directly for your favorite player from the Stackcast repository. It'll be it's very straightforward to make these. Um, okay. You, just, you can just punch in the name of your favorite player and go. Uppercase, lowercase. Uh, just type e it in. Just type style. it in as a name. And we'll figure it out. Shane Space Bieber. Jose Space Barrios. You have to spell it right. It's not that smart. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then you have what 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 if it's Joe versus Joseph? Yeah, we haven't solved we haven't solved that either yet. I I haven't created the the alias, the player alias yet. We'll get there. <laughs> I think that about brings us to the review session. Gotta 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 have Trevor got on your opposing team <laughs> this, so you might win it in the ninth this was a horrible week to review trevor got <laughs> this was the perfect week also the perfect week to uh, review trevor got uh, yeah um there was there's was not a lot to like this week <laughs> from this guy uh again plays for the san francisco giants he is 27 years old, so maybe somebody that we're going to have to deal with. Current stats, he's pitched seven innings this year. One win, one loss. Four saves, so pretty remarkable. Four saves in seven innings. Um, He's appeared in eight games. He has an abysmal K per nine right now. Um, Part of this is is just how his outcomes worked out in the past week. He he doesn't strike guys out, though. He's not... ground, Ground ball pitcher. Yeah. Very much a ground ball pitcher. Um, I'm worried. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he's able going to be able to turn it around. He got destroyed by Oakland over the weekend. One inning pitched, nine earned runs. He's not walking guys, at least. No, no, no. Um, not really walking guys. But, oh my, oh my. Um that was a terrible week. But and yeah, last year he actually had good numbers. Like he actually had numbers that make you think, okay, this guy could be a closer. Which presumably is why the Giants were like, all right, we'll make this guy our closer. <laughs> yep. Right, yeah, I don't know. I mean, tough. You kind of got to forgive every every There are a lot of players that are struggling right now. So, it's not like he's alone by any in any sense of the imagination. I think the bigger question is, the the questions that I have is, one, can he strike guys out? Because he's not going to remain a closer if he can't strike guys yeah. out. Number two, who's behind him? 
Well, they they'd been a, they'd been them. a committee for it's been yes for quite a while. I mean, it was it was actually surprising that got went up, um, went up repeatedly. I think it's a uh, it's Rogers and Tony Watson, right, right after him. Uh, could could easily be in line. Could easily be in line for this. But yeah, I think I mean your point's right, and that's that's one of the things that I think I think we've made abundantly clear, which is that you are not going to be a closer if you're not going to strike guys out because the the profile of a closer still exists managers are still looking for it you have to be and, and yeah as as we as we pointed out you pointed out we pointed out it's unless you have either an insane amount of luck that you're getting guys out regularly without striking them out um inducing pop-ups or ground outs you have to strike guys out you need to have a caper nine of over nine preferably over 12 (laughs) well i mean because because it's that you you're only going to pitch one inning so you got to get yourself out of jams and strikeouts are the way to get yourself out of a jam yeah you come out with uh one out in the ninth with two men on and a two-run lead, like you're going to have to strike someone out to ensure that you don't have runners yeah. advance. Oof. Wow. Um, any thoughts on his God's pitching? Um, like actually, looking in and pitch? On his, on his actual pitching... Uh, he's got, I mean, he's got the speed that you want to see. Like he's, he's got the, he's got that closer velocity in, on his fastballs. And I, I like that. Um, yeah, he's got a four seamer that sits at 95. Yep. 95, 95 and like is pretty, pretty consistent in there. Um, and then he's got just a, just a curve. He's a two pitch. He's a two pitch guy. So he's, he's one of those like classic, um, Closers, fastball or closers that we talked about, and sixty-five, oh, a sixty-six, thirty-four split in using those two pitches. Yeah, I guess he had a sinker last year that was he was already falling out of favor with before. Yeah, it's, it's over it now. Used to be his pitch. Twenty seventeen, he was a sinker baller. That's amazing. Well, he's still. I mean, twenty-seven in the in reliever age is pretty young. Right. Usually, yeah, you've fallen out of being a starting pitcher. And then you've figured out which pitches you should be using in relief. Right. But I'm, I mean, that's a pretty good mix, a four-seamer and a curve. I'd actually probably, if his four-seamer was more effective, which it's not. Uh, <laughs> right. He obviously, doesn't, he obviously doesn't have pinpoint control because a 95-mile-an-hour fastball that you can pinpoint control in a curve, that's a great closer profile. <laughs> Oof. Vertical movement versus average on Savant. 0.2. So he has, his four-seamer is straight as an arrow. Is that what I'm, how I should be interpreting? I believe that? that's correct. That's nice. So he just have to know exactly where that's going and have a catcher, an elite catcher, who can do that and not a backup for the entire year. I, I mean, that is a big part of the problem. <laughs> hmm. 
That's interesting. I mean, part of this is something that maybe we should tease out over the course of this of the closer discussion arc that we're going to have, which is part of the impact of catchers on on how well the closers are doing. I mean, his curveball does move a lot compared to. Well, that's why he's that's why he's supposed to work as a closer because it's like giant high contrast pitches. But you don't. A curveball is so tough at the end of a game because it's so. By then, the strike zone is set. Yeah. By then, the hitters are warmed up, and the catcher's not warmed up to you. So all of a sudden, you're coming in here with this curve after I don't know, like you know, slider pitcher or whatever, or you know, someone who's just throwing cut fastballs all day. I mean, is the catcher ready for it? Is he confident? Is he confident to call it? Are you getting your spots? I mean, I in general don't have I do not have high confidence in the Giants at all. <laughs> no. No. Like I don't know I don't know whether we should or should not, but I'm not not confident in them. Interesting. Yeah, this guy is, he's, he's got to turn around this week or he's going to be out of a job. 100%. Um, he t- He's one of those guys that you, like, you're watching him pitch and it's a, he's just totally a guy. <laughs> I know. Like I, wouldn't, <laughs> I know. I know. I don't put player, player who cares. It's not really, it's not really the best look for a closer. <laughs> just being a guy. Who are we going to review this week? We're going to go back to brown drew pomerantz nice to double dip this early in the season yeah (laughs) already double dipping (laughs) time for a little housekeeping be sure to subscribe to us on itunes and follow us on twitter fantasy tools mind the z thank you mild manor for letting us use your tunes be sure to follow them on soundcloud and facebook feel free to email us with questions or comments send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com again mind the z All I've got left is worst of luck to you, buddy. Worst of luck to you, too. Yeah!